This is Ever Present, an Eden Project podcast, equipping you to connect deeply with God, yourself, and others. Uh, welcome to the Ever Present podcast. I'm Duke Rivard, uh, president of the Eden Project, joined by Todd Wormers and Phil Herndon from Tin Man Ministries. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we're continuing on this conversation, building a theology of emotion. Uh, just trying to get after an anthropology that acknowledges we've been created in the image of a triune God who's inherently relational, and we were made for relationships. Uh, we've been formed in relationship. We have a relational style now. We've been malformed. Some of that style is broken. And we're being reformed in relationship with God and his church to be fully human and alive in the ways that we were, we were designed. Um, I'm reminded by a quote from Simeon Zoll. At Cambridge, he says that all Christian ministry involves an emotional encounter with the God revealed in Christ. Mm. And, and by emotional encounter, I think he's meaning um, emotion is simply relationality. It's relational connection. And we, we remember Jesus saying that in, in the Gospels that there will be those who come to me on the last day and say, didn't we do all these things in your name? And he says, I never mm. knew you. Mm-hmm. Okay, And Phil, we might even talk about uh, a biblical theology of knowing yeah. and how that's different perhaps than cognition and simply <laughs> comprehension. Yeah. Uh, how do you see that word functioning relationally in the scriptures? Yeah, there's a word, it's a, you know, yada, it's in Hebrew, but even from way back, it's like experiential knowledge. And you look at that, Isaiah alludes to it in Isaiah 6, Job says it. I've heard of you, I knew about you, but now I know you, and I am dust, like, whoo. And so that experiential knowledge, Jesus is saying, we didn't have any relational experience with one another. You did things, volition, you did some things, and they were maybe even efficacious and, and, and effective and, and great, but we, we did not have relationship. We didn't know, I didn't know you, really. Okay, and that's huge. So in this episode, we'll talk about the pathway to connection and just even the fundamentals of how to do relationship with God or another person. Uh, my, my dad's a, a medical doctor, and he often has observed that no one dies of natural causes, okay? <laughs> no one dies of old age. There's actually acute things that give out in the body <laughs> that are very precise that you could look at and say, this is what killed this person, okay? In the same way with relationship, there are acute reasons why we're not connecting. It's not like this—it doesn't have to be or remain this huge mystery of, I don't know. I don't know how to be a human being in a relationship. I don't know the reasons why I'm not— um, I think one of the gifts of Tin Man and one of the gifts of y'all's ministry is y'all are able to, with some precision, come in and say, hey, here's what's not happening and where, that if it were resolved, could result in a lot more connection mm-hmm. with God, self, and others. And, and Todd, you've created a, a really helpful tool in Tin Man around the five A's. And I think if we can unpack those five A's, it's going to really help our audience to understand the pathway uh, to connection with God and connection with others. So why don't we spend some time just unpacking what those five A's are? Oh, uh, sure. You know, we... At Tim and we began to see early on as people wanting wanting help, but they wanted to go right to correcting the behavior. So I'll tell you what I'm doing. Just get me to correcting the behavior. And um, and I think the church does that as well. And I think what, what we see and what we do, and I think this is what Eden Project is all about, is really helping men and women say, how, how do we have long-term gospel change, not just corrective behavior change? And so— for us, discipleship takes a lot of time, and I think a lot of people just don't want to take the time to disciple people or be with people because they want to, you know, get them in the door and out of the door just as fast as possible. And uh, that the relational piece 
is what I think what we've seen is missing at uh, Ten Man with discipleship. It's the, it's a relational ministry, uh, not a corrective ministry. And so, uh, with the work of some other guys at Ten Man, we came up with these five A's to say how do we get people to get to a place of how God created them. Their imago day. Where does it start? It starts with admission. But what we've seen is people go from admission to what we would say is alignment or correction. Um, and so we said, what's the model we can use to move people into a really formalized discipleship place? And we came up with the five A's. And th- those five A's are admission, acceptance, attunement, attachment, and alignment. Uh, one writer says this, that uh, every discipleship relationship is meant for one man or one woman to build a bridge to another that can bear the weight of truth. And I think a lot of truth is being shared with someone without the relational bridge that can bear the weight of truth. And so either they get shamed into behavior change or they get rejected and they don't, they don't have lasting change. They just go out the door. So that, they, this is the model we came up with. So how do we do this? That's huge. In fact, uh, you know, Simeon Zoll also observes that Augustine <laughs> said that human hearts really close down when they feel judgment. So this idea that we maybe sometimes we think in the church that we have a mic or we have access to someone or a bridge that we don't really have. And so even though we get the content, maybe the right biblical content to the person, the heart is actually closed off because we don't, we, we don't know if there are people yet. We don't know if we're loved yet. And, and we've, we've heard that phrase that people don't know how much, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But it's, it's really true. It's like, are we connected? Are you really for me as you bring this heavy truckload of truth over this bridge? Can, can I really support that with you and receive that from you? And Augustine said, ultimately, in many cases, we can't. If, if, it, if I still think you're judging me and not loving me, I'm like, might be the right answer. I'm just not willing to receive the right answer from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's not it's not transforming as much as maybe we think it is, mm-hmm. even if it is the right answer. Yeah. So, yeah, that's huge. So maybe walk us through how the five A's work. Like, let's start with admission. Like, what, is, what are we doing when we're willing to admit something? I think a mission is really what James says is confession, a place of like, I'm going to bear my soul, my sin to another human being uh, and get it all out there, true confession. And I think that's where I get, we get asked all the time. You know, AA has been around since um, 1939, I believe. And they're like, what is the secret sauce of it's really a place of people get to walk in and first – Everyone knows, like, my life is not working, and it's not working in a really bad way. And so, but they bring that admission to the table. And I think in the in church culture, church settings is, it's like we go into a room reading the room, like, can I really bring true admission? Uh, I'll bring this much, but I'm not going to bring, I'm not going to bring all of it. And AA in a rooms, like, oh, I remember walking into my first one, like, man, these people are really telling the truth about themselves, what they've done and what's going on inside of them. And so I think if we can create spaces uh, for true confession, I think that's what James is getting at in, in, his, in his small little letter about yeah. that. And the opposite of that is what? Denial, mm-hmm. right? And we talk about what a, what a barrier that is for those who are addicted or, or really just for living a really disconnected relational <clears throat> life. It's like, I want to admit the truth about myself. So that's denial. I can't really have a whole lot with God. I can't have a whole lot with anybody else because we're we're this deep, you mm-hmm. know, on what's really happening. Yeah, that's huge. so true. Yeah, and so how does how does a mission move into acceptance? Well, I think once I begin to bring my insides to your outsides, and someone says the, the two sweetest words for me were, and you know, Phil said them to me too. Man, me too. It's like oh, like I'm not the only one. I knew cognitively 
I wasn't the only human being, the only man looking at porn. I mean, that was obvious of the industry. But I had never heard someone say what I was doing. I'd heard about lust. I'd heard about porn. But the, the underpinnings of all that for me, I was like, man, nobody's telling the truth about that. And when I got into spaces of healthy men that were sharing all of it, and they say me too without the rejection piece of it, um, and the, the keep coming back piece. So the me too, keep coming back. I was like, man, there, there's a safe place for me to uh, have acceptance. Yeah, it's huge. And then how does acceptance move into attunement? What, what is attunement? That's a little bit of a technical term. Some, some might not be familiar with. Maybe define it and help us yeah. see how it works in relationship. I think, I think the key to these five A's, this isn't what I'm bringing to the table. These are what I need from other people to be with me as I bring them to it. Yes, I need to, to have admission, but I need a trusted person that I can admit something to. Okay. Uh, and I need someone to accept me for what I'm bringing to the table, which will always lead to uh, attunement. Uh, I found this um, acrostic for attunement online. I was like, man, that is so good. Um, and the, the, they would say attunement is this. The A is awareness. We need someone to turn towards us. We need someone to tolerate us, not tolerate our sin, but tolerate the junk I'm bringing to the table uh, with that tolerance and understanding. Uh, I remember sitting with Phil, and he had an understanding of what it was like to be in my shoes with mm. what we would call sin or addiction. Like I was like, man, he, he actually gets what I'm talking about. He doesn't get it theoretically, but he's lived that life. And then mm. a non-judgmental response, uh, which will lead to, to empathy. And I think this is the essence of Jesus, mm. right? Jesus had these things. I mean, he really did. Uh, he had a awareness of sin. Um, he had a, a, a turning towards sin, mm. not away from sin. Yeah. He turned towards it. Yeah. Uh, and he, not that he tolerated, but he, that's who he came for. Yeah. He came for the sinners. And yeah. then out of that came that he had an understanding, a non-judgmental, a non-judgmental response and a real uh, empathy for it. And so that, that's what a, a attunement means. I love Dan Allinger's quote in his book, uh, Redeeming Heartache. I'll, I'll read it. He says this about attunement. Attunement is about bearing witness to the crimes that have been committed uh, against another person and the marring of that person's glory as a result of it. So just wow. like being able to sit with someone's story uh, is really what uh, like attunement is. So. I love that. Even as you said, the turning face to, I mean, that's the, that's the blessing in number mm. six, right? That Moses commands Aaron, hey, when you bless my people as the mediator between me and them, I want you to tell them that I've turned my face upon them, mm. to be gracious to them, uh, that I, I've come to see them and to give them peace. Uh, but that really is an attentive, gracious, relational response. Even, in, again, in the Old Testament— uh, where in the la- you know last episode we said sometimes we think Old Testament God is is angry, but mm-hmm. he's actually an attuning mm-hmm. relational God who is when he's turning towards us is doing so in, in grace. And, mm-hmm. and then what happens when we attune? What's the next step with with attachment? Yeah. The, the attachment is just now I'm I'm connected with another human being. Um, one one of our teammates said this. It's really the the Hesed love of God. Um, it's like oh man, I think for me that that's the piece in my own story. You know, I I'd, I was a pastor at the time of my falling, but I I never felt those other things, which meant I really never felt the connection with God or other people. And so that, man, that just that attachment piece, um, I, I say this all the time to people. It's like you have to tune into something to be attached to it. So it's like those old radio stations. Like if you're one like 
little bit off to the right or to the left when you were tuning into a radio station. You couldn't really attach to the music. Sure. And I felt oftentimes like people don't actually get me. Mm. And because they don't get me, I can't attach to them. They can't attach to me. And so, again, sitting with Phil, which is it's so, so amazing that God would bring us full circle to be on a staff <laughs> together. Like, man, I'm with the man that had led me all the way through this piece of it. And so that attachment for me is, is huge. Um, so that's what it looks like. Again, one writer says this about, about attachment. He says, attachment is the emotional bond that we develop with a person who will be there for you and who truly knows you. Mm. It's not just being there for you, but it's who truly knows who you are. That's mm. the attachment piece. Okay. So it's based <laughs> on truth, real transparency. Relationship. With, with relationship, mm-hmm. without rejecting when they know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, almost a synonym for connection. Mm-hmm. It's, it's re- relationality. It's intimacy, attachment. That's right. Yeah. And then how does attachment potentially move into alignment? Right. So the last part is alignment. How do we get people back to how God created them? We, we'd say alignment or correction. So if my life is off this way, I need someone to bring correction to get me back to how God created me. So I need that from another human being. I need someone to be my side mirrors to say, man, you're just a little bit off. Um, so that's where the correction piece comes in. But again, the church has gone from, hey, you got a mission. Now you better go get your life right. Mm-hmm. And that middle section is the long process of building relationship, investing in relationship um, that I we don't have time for. But when you look at Jesus, he's like, man, he spent a lot of time with his disciples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he, for three years, and then he commissioned them. But he was doing these things with them throughout the journey. So. Yeah. That's so, that's so mm-hmm. huge. As you're talking, I was thinking of Ephesians 4. Yes, we got to speak the truth in love. But before that, it's like as each part's properly fitted mm-hmm. together, there's a unity piece and a relational piece that precedes the just speaking the truth in love. Or maybe even in love is this idea of they understand that you're doing it from a place of, of relationship, trust, acceptance, attunement. Um, yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. Well, we're talking about the pathway to connection. Um, these five A's, um, how do they work with God? And where do we see that in the scripture where somebody's walking this path of connection with God directly um, in, in the scripture? Oh, man, I, I think all over. I think the first place is a place of true admission or surrender. Like I have to admit my powerlessness over my life and, and admit that to God. So I think the Psalms are a great place. I think the Gospels are a great place because our mission will lead us to our neediness. Our neediness leads us to relationship with God and other people. Okay. So that's one of the places. Yeah, you mentioned the Psalms. I mean, it just seems like David is walking these five A's over and over and over, even through a diverse series of circumstances and a diverse series of emotions, right? I mean, isn't that mm-hmm. descriptive of what it looks like for him to pray with God? So true. So true. I, I think another place you, you look at Job, you know, I, I think Job's friend wanted to move him right to alignment. Hey, I mean, you can't do that with God. And then you see this process with Job throughout the— and that's the verse that Phil was sharing earlier. Like, oh, man, what, what I've always heard about you, now my eyes have finally seen what I've, what I've heard about. So when that's, but God, he let him just kind of rant and rave uh, all the way through almost to verse chapter 43, I believe. And then God's like, okay, now let me tell you who I am and bring him to a correction. And that's where— Job's like, oh my goodness, like he, he really does transform him through his showing up in his life and correcting him. I love it. What about you, Phil? How have you seen maybe the five A's or this pathway to connection mm-hmm. show up with God? There's a, a lot on the table with these five words. Todd just said it so beautifully. The, the, the distance between admission and alignment, that's where the work, that's where the sausage gets made. And I'm just thinking, 
uh, you mentioned, I was thinking about speaking the truth in love. Like part of speaking the truth in love is um, I love the person making the admission and in that love for them, I too am admitting my humanness. It doesn't mean I've been through exactly what you've been through, but it means I am a human and I have these where feelings come in. I have these feelings about my life when I have the feelings you're having right now. And like when I can admit my humanness as someone admits their sin or I'm admitting my sin, they admit their humanness in it. It's not it's not going, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a sinner too. But it's like, yes, I know this in the human condition. And y'all both have mentioned the Psalms so beautifully. I think about Psalm 32 where David, you know, he has, it's the, it's the prequel to Psalm 51, you know, the great contrition Psalm, confession Psalm. And David is very aware, and there's something so beautiful. He makes an admission on several levels. And one admission was, I didn't say anything about this. And it, it, it killed me. Like you look at my bones wasted away. It means my vigor, the, the, the like the, um, liquid in me oozed out. My Davidness was leaving me. And then mm. the, just the acceptance of, okay, acceptance is an outcome of, of, of sadness. And we'll talk about a later podcast, but like in my sadness around what my life came to, what I did and, and all the backdrop of that, like I'm accepting that that's what happened. And then the attunement with when I began to speak out loud my identity came back to me, and mm. when I was able to see me clearly, I could then see God clearly. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Making confession. So, yeah. Because his friend Nathan loved him. Yeah. said, hey, you're, you're the man, so to speak. And then the, the whole attachment piece is that it, we don't need to miss, again, these slats that, that, that Todd has put between these two things, that, that attunement piece where he is going, uh, attachment piece where he is saying, oh, I'm attached with me, and now I can see you, and now I can get back in the game called life. I can live mm -hmm. again. And uh, interestingly enough, the word relief means to relive. It really means resurrection. Mm. And so I, I have the relief of making, as Todd said, confession, which we would call admission of these things. And now I'm back in alignment with the God who made me. I'm back in alignment and able to be with, with me and God and others. And so I— this whole conversation around those five A's and the hard work, that's what's so effective. People say, well, why in the world would I need to go to treatment? In other words, and people listening or watching this right now maybe having those questions about themselves or a loved one. And the answer to that question is exactly what we've been talking about today. Because yeah. those slats have got to be built, and they're built across time. And we mm. talked earlier, Duke, the three of us were talking about, you know, like these Psalms. We see David turn Psalm 32 in just a few verses, we see this guy turn completely around. Well, that may have taken weeks and weeks and weeks to do that. And so the, these A's, they make for a great alliteration, but they really do line out what Ephesians says. Can I speak the truth in love? And part of my love is I will speak of my humanness to you as you speak yours to me. Mm -hmm. And then all the way back, back across the, the tracks we've already talked about. But those are so huge. And Nathan mentioned in a previous podcast that the three of us did that, uh, you know, th this this God who says, I, I do sympathize with everything. I've committed no sin, but man, I know the human condition and the truth of struggle. Hmm. And I can be with you in that. So to me, the, the, the fountainhead of admission being, you know, with mission, if you break hmm. that word down, I'm in mission with you. And you're in the mission with me of restoration to God, self and others. Yeah. Leading to that 
ultimate place. That's helpful. Um, and, and it may be Jeff Schulte or one of you have I've heard speak to feeling felt yeah. or, or being seen mm-hmm. is some of the language I'm getting even when you talk about mm-hmm. that acceptance or that attunement, the person on the other side of you, whether it's God or another brother or sister in Christ, um, you, you have the sense that they really do know. Yes. Um, and that they don't have a hierarchy in mind where they're looking down upon you or yes. they're or there's uh, pity or or even a judgment, but it's like, oh man, fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, grieving with, uh, having feelings about your life, resonating to a certain degree and and different mm-hmm. in the particulars, but relatable. Like I'm a human yes. too. Um, I feel what you feel. I see what you see. Yes. I've lived a lot of what you've lived, and to even have a God in the flesh who who can say that with integrity of like, oh yeah, it's really hard out there. Like yes. rejection hurts mm-hmm. <laughs> when you come for a people to love them and save them and they reject you. Like that's just painful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and grieving it at, um, you know, the funeral of a friend. It's like, it's just really sad mm-hmm. to lose somebody mm-hmm. that you love and, and Lazarus or, um, yeah, but that's just, it's as you're talking, I'm just so encouraged yeah. to know that we, we are felt by God. Like yes. he know and he knows it. It's not like an alien knows it uh, or, or a robot knows it. Yeah. Yes. It, Dan Siegel, Kurt Thompson quotes Dan Siegel as in the you know the four S's of secure attachment: to be seen. I mean, you said to 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 feel seen. Oh, you see me, and um, soothed, which is to be comforted. Which that the back end of the word comfort means fortification, comfort to be to be strengthened through presence, and then to be safe. That means someone's looking out for my welfare and to be secure. So I, I can struggle in front of you. You won't reject me. You won't abandon me. You won't humiliate me. Mm-hmm. You will be with me. I, this is a secure relationship. So even that part of you know what you're saying, like, yes, these four things, God says, I, I see you. I feel you. You're safe with me. You're secure with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. good news. And it's universal. Like when I talk to, to people of all walks of life, there is not a human being when they're being honest who doesn't desperately want oh, yeah. that. Doesn't want that with God and doesn't want that with some other spiritual friends mm-hmm. that they can really live with. Oh, that's right. Doesn't want that in their marriage or with their kids. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a um, a nicety of the few or a niche. It's actually just right down the center of the fairway yeah. of humanity. Yes. We were made for that and we all want it. Mm-hmm. And and we're living I feel more like disjointed uh, joints when we're not experiencing mm-hmm. it. It's not natural mm-hmm. to live a life where we don't have that attachment. That's right. Yes. It's, it's loneliness, and now we're seeing the loneliness epidemic, and we're seeing all the fallout. You guys have mentioned addiction. Addiction, it's a relational problem. Yes. Right? I mm-hmm. mean, Schulte has shared with me, it's an impaired attempt at intimacy without vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get something that feels like li- living that's a simulation of connection yes. that's not really connection yes. because I'm not experiencing connection. That's yes. right. And so you said, hey, we can't just boat race people to alignment. Sometimes we've got to help them connect to the mm-hmm. real thing so they don't need the, the virtual thing right. or they don't need the simulation anymore because they're getting the, the thing they were That's made right. for That's with God. Yeah, Phil tells our coaches all the time, you know, oversees all of our coaches at Tim A. He's like, hey, the thing that we bring to the table is we're trying to answer the greatest need of the human heart, which is twofold. Do you matter and do you belong? And we're answering that question with them, like mattering and belonging. That, and that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. those two things. Yeah. No human is not asking that. That's right. Yeah. It's just the core to an anthropology. Mm-hmm. And and the theology of emotion is the pathway. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about, the five A's, is the only way to walk into that attachment and to experience the things that are at the core. And, and so you look at what even a, a 
when a little child draws a picture, they're making an offering. Will you do this with me? You know, will you attune to me and go, that's amazing. And that was a big, big trip for my parents. <laughs> that's a nice color scheme or whatever. <laughs> right. But they're, they're doing these five A's. They're doing those things. Like, will you be human and delight in this? And then on down the line. So even what you're talking about, no human doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. And even when they, and, and I, heard, I heard Kirk Tom, Thompson say this, he said, children don't, don't draw pictures to put them in a drawer. They draw pictures to present and say, hey, do you want to look at me with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you just said. Let's so. put it on the refrigerator mm-hmm. and let's like let's be known and mm-hmm. can we do life and relationship with yes, one another? The, yeah. the light in it and them. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you guys. This is so helpful. Uh, the five A's have been incredibly helpful for to me, Todd. Uh, this has all been really clarifying so that, again, I can understand where I'm off the path. I'm not willing to admit something. I'm not willing to tell the truth about it yet to somebody. Okay, that's why I'm stuck and don't feel connected. And if I'll kind of gain the courage emotionally or relationally to do so, I think I could move in. Mm -hmm. If I'm dealing with a safe person, I'm dealing with Mm an empathetic listener who's really for me and isn't judging me, I think I could start to connect. Um, And it's it's transformed my prayer life. It's transformed. uh, And one of the ways is that my prayer life looks way more like David in the Psalms than it previously Mm. did. (laughs) Uh, before it was a lot more propositional. Yeah. It was a lot more praying my theology back to God, uh, but it wasn't as relational because it didn't involve what Simeon's all had said, this emotional encounter that is at the core of mm. who I am. Mm. And so I'm just really thankful for you guys. This is like a personal blessing to me that you guys do what you do, and I think it's a personal blessing to, to you guys and uh, that are listening to this podcast, uh, that if you'll walk this path, uh, I believe you're going to live in a much deeper connection with God, self, and others. And uh, you are going to be really present with yourself. Uh, you are going to uh, live into your design, mm-hmm. uh, your design in Eden. And that, that's really the mission of the Eden Project. We're trying to rebuild a relational habitat mm-hmm. that we were created for. Mm. We're trying to optimize for relationship. We're saying, hey, you're being called to optimize for a lot of other things, uh, pers- you know, perfect health or productivity, profitability, whatever, we're saying, what if what if we optimize for relationship mm. and we started to pay attention to the things that are necessary to really live fully with God, with ourselves, with others? Mm. So I uh, thank you guys for being here. It's incredibly insightful, very, very helpful. And I'm just thankful that all of what y'all shared sits on like decades of lived experience mm. and wisdom. And so it's just a gift to be able to give that to a broader audience. Mm. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for listening to the Ever Present Podcast. If this resource has been helpful to you, we would ask that you share it with your friends. Leave a comment on the podcast platform and help get this resource into the hands of other people. If you want to reach out to us, you can always email us at podcast at edenteam.org. And now as you go throughout the rest of your day, just remember that God's posture toward you is strong, persistent, and positive. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.